What is true emotional strength? It's built as you learn to communicate your emotions in a way that not only conveys the depth of your pain, but also encourages both yourself and others to lean into the healing and hope found in Jesus. Hello and welcome to New Mercy Moms, your grief and hope podcast. I'm your host, Kathy, and I am so thankful that you are here. I am so sorry that you've lost a child. I know it's so hard. I've been there. But I want you to know two things. You are not alone, and Jesus wants to meet you in your pain. When words fail, what do you pray? I know I've been there. When I lost my child, I didn't know what to pray. And that's what drove me to create this free guide, Bible Prayers for Bereaved Parents. I want to send that to you. So if you would like to get this, go ahead and go to newmercymoms.com forward slash prayer dash guide. And you can get our Bible Prayers for Bereaved Parents delivered straight to your inbox. Now, please don't forget this. It really could be life-changing. Your Bible-based prayer guide is just a few clicks away. Hi, and welcome to this episode of New Mercy Moms, your grief and hope podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of expressing emotions after child loss. Well, if I were to ask you, did you know that everyone is different in feeling emotions? (laughs) You'd probably say, duh, Kathy, I know that. But if I were to then ask Do you ever compare how you are handling going through something deep with someone else? What would you say? Sometimes we can be really inspired and encouraged by comparing our hardships with another. We can see, wow, I'm really not alone. They got through that tough thing and maybe God can help me too. But sometimes we can get discouraged by comparing our trials and hardships. How come they handled it all so gracefully? What's wrong with me? Or why are they still feeling the loss so deeply? What's wrong with me? Stop. Wait. Okay, let's just lay a foundation here. You are unique and different. God has brought you through some very hard experiences that are very different yet similar to what others have gone through. God has designed you to process events uniquely and express emotions uniquely as well. If you find someone who's gone through something similar, processes events similarly, or expresses emotions similarly, or if you only see people who are different, whether they encourage you or challenge you, they are all gifts. The differences and similarities are all gifts. Everyone has value and you can learn from everyone. What might be a healthy way to express emotions for one person may not be healthy for another. And also know that there are seasons for expressing emotions. There were times along my grief journey after my son passed away where I could not be around people. It was just too much for me and the solitude allowed me to process my emotions better. But as time went on, I then needed to process some emotions with dear friends. And sometimes I would dump my pain on complete strangers. Sorry about that. Well, here are some ways that our paths in expressing and coping with grief might differ. Maybe journaling, or maybe you avoid writing. Personally, I found solace in journaling, pouring my heart out on paper, 
It helped me process my feelings, but I know this might not be the case for you. You might find writing about your loss too painful, and that's okay. Your way of handling grief may not involve writing, and that's perfectly valid. There's also seeking social support versus needing solitude. While some lean on friends and family for support, you might find comfort in solitude like I did for certain seasons. Taking time alone to reflect and heal, it's important to honor your need for private space if that's what feels right for you. Physical expression versus physical withdrawal. I get it. Engaging in physical activities like walking, running, and other fitness stuff, it helped me channel my grief. But you might not feel up to it, and that's perfectly fine. I didn't all the time either. Listen to your body and your heart. And if rest and stillness are what you need at this time, then that's what's best for you. There's also artistic expression or and maybe disinterest in art. I found some free online painting classes through my library called Creative Bug, and I found it to be a great way to express my emotions without words. But if art doesn't speak to you in your grief, don't feel pressure to pursue it. Your path of healing doesn't have to be creative in the traditional sense. Then there's also counseling versus reluctance for professional help. Talking to a counselor was a step I took, but if you're not ready or willing to seek professional help, that's understandable. We all have different ways of navigating our pain and professional counseling isn't the only path to healing, but please also don't discount it. A lot of times, at least the way I grew up, to seek out professional help was only for those who were really far off. It was reserved for those who were really in the deep end. But let's be honest, we all have real troubles, okay? So maybe it's a season for seeking help and maybe it's not in that way. But remember, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. It will totally look different for everybody, but you might also see similarities. Now, there are a couple things, though, that I will always recommend to someone grieving Number one, please let your pain push you to God. And number two, at some point, try to talk to a wise biblical counselor who understands child loss. But the point of this first part is this. Everyone is different when it comes to feeling and expressing emotions, and that's okay. Now, for some of us who grieve, expressing emotions is easier than others, and that's okay. Do you know someone whom you've never seen cry? Someone who always seems put together? You know they must have gone through some tough times, but they don't show it. It might be really hard for them to express their emotions. Is that you? Well, having a hard time expressing your emotions is totally okay. But do you know someone who seems to wear their emotions on their sleeve? My husband reminded me the other day of something I told him while we were engaged. I said... You're marrying a weeper. And I wasn't wrong. And little did I know, though, how much I would actually weep. Some people have no problem expressing emotions, my hands raised, but it can get a bit sticky when it comes to expressing emotions in a healthy way. So there are strengths and weaknesses to both being able to freely express emotions and feeling like you can't. But true emotional strength and this is an important thing to realize, 
true emotional strength is built as you learn to communicate your emotions in a way that not only conveys the depth of your pain, but also encourages both yourself and others to lean into the healing and hope found in Jesus. So I just think that is so important that I think it's worth repeating. What is true emotional strength? It's built as you learn to communicate your emotions in a way that not only conveys the depth of your pain, but also encourages both yourself and others to lean into the healing and hope found in Jesus. So what's the point? What is the purpose of emotions? You probably heard this illustration before, but emotions are more like the thermometer, not the thermostat. Emotions aren't the thing that sets the temperature of your heart. They are simply the thing that reveal it. While not always accurate in our broken world, okay, emotions can be a good indicator, though, of the realities of joys and sorrows, goodness and brokenness. The purpose of emotions is intertwined with the importance of expressing them. Imagine viewing the most breathtaking sunset you've ever seen. Maybe it's across a beautiful Rocky Mountain backdrop, or maybe you're at the beach of your dreams. You see vibrant reds, oranges, and pinks just lighting up the evening sky. What would make that moment more complete and fulfilling? Well, sharing the joy and beauty of it with a friend or a loved one. But imagine sharing that moment without emotion. (laughs) I can just see it now. You sitting there or me sitting there without emotion. I'd be saying stuff like, oh, look at that sunset. I'd be like this deadpan, monotone voice. No emotion. I mean, would I actually be communicating well how the sunset is impacting me? Probably not. But what if your emotions got away from you. You started out deeply moved by the beautiful sunset, but then things went south as thoughts wandered to, why don't I see sunsets like this every day? And what about blind people? It's not fair that they don't get to behold such beauty. And you sit there fuming mad at God for allowing such beauty to go to waste because there are people who don't get a chance to experience it. Okay, empathy can be very helpful, but in this scenario, Emotions weren't governed by the truth that God is allowing you to experience an incredible sunset with a friend or loved one, and you might be missing out on enjoying the good gift God has for you right there. Now I get it. Illustrations fall apart at some point, right? But in both cases, whether emotions are limited or limitless, communication was not effective or helpful. Now, obviously, the importance of expressing emotions is multifaceted, but let's look at it specifically from the perspective of child loss. So I just wrote down some thoughts about expressing emotions, just seven different thoughts, and I want to share them here. Number one, expressing emotions can help us communicate the reality of the pain. They can help others see that the pain is really deep because the loss is really that bad. Two, emotions are like a release valve. They help release some of the pressure that's building up inside. If it's bottled up, eventually it will explode. I mean, how many of us, if 
it's not ourselves, has seen someone else seem okay on the surface or seem like they're putting up with so much. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're like, where did that come from? They just blow up at something. Might even seem small. So number three, expressing our emotions can help others know that they are not alone. Now, even if your experience looks different, others can see that if God is helping you in your deep pain, then maybe they can have hope that God would help them too. Number four, emotions are needed to help you process through the grief of child loss. It can validate the depth of your loss. So expressing them is like an audible, tangible way to show what can't be seen. Number five, expressing emotions gives you the opportunity to see where your heart is really at. Do you really trust God, even though it's deeply hard? Emotions like anger, jealousy, and bitterness are revealing and helpful to recognize. Number six, expressing emotions gives you the opportunity to bring your pain to God. God, who created all emotions, called himself the man of sorrows. Sorrow is an emotion who is well acquainted with grief, which is another emotion. Jesus wept. He expressed emotions. He wept over the death of his friend, and he wants you to cast your cares. He wants you to communicate your emotions and burdens to him because he deeply cares for you. He's deeply moved by emotions for you. And number seven, expressing emotions gives truth the opportunity to penetrate deeper into the broken soil of our hearts. If we are bringing our emotions and pain to God and diving into the Bible because our thirsty, death-ridden souls are dying for the abundant water of life, then we will find something amazing. We'll find a foundation of truth in our hearts that is unshakable. Just read Psalm 119. Read it and see the impact that God's word can have on a person. Okay, I'm just going to be honest here. Our culture as a whole is pretty terrible at expressing emotions in a healthy way, if at all. And especially in my local culture here in Utah, which is ironically similar to the church culture I grew up near Washington, D.C. Everything looks fine on the outside, but then the statistics show otherwise. Drugs, alcohol, and suicide rates have all gone up every year. The mind and body need to cope and process somehow. And if we don't run to God, if God does not help us to turn to Him in our pain and brokenness, then we'll run to something else. And every single one of us will end up overwhelmed by despair and incapacitated to reach out for true help. So we need God. We need God's help every day, especially after child loss. We need God to help us to learn how to express emotions. Now, this post would be incomplete if we didn't talk about healthy ways to express emotions. Now, there's several healthy ways. One is to simply talk about your feelings. Openly discussing your emotions with a trusted friend or family member, a biblical counselor or therapist can provide relief and understanding. It allows you to process your greed verbally and receive support. There's also writing or journaling. 
Now, for some, writing down thoughts and feelings can be therapeutic. It helps to organize and process emotions and can be a private way to express deep grief and memories. There's also creative expression, which we kind of touched on earlier. Engaging in creative activities like painting, drawing, music, or crafting can offer an outlet for expressing emotions non-verbally. It can be particularly helpful if you find it hard to articulate your feelings in words. I know I definitely did. I don't consider myself an artist, but I found a lot of healing in scripture art and sketching meaningful Bible passages. I'd share them with my husband and explain what the different elements meant or why I incorporated different things and what the different things meant. And it was a way to communicate what I was going through. And if you're listening on this podcast, go ahead and hop on to the blog post for this and you'll get a link in the show notes and you'll see one of my one of my little pieces of art, if you can call it that, but one of my sketches of Psalm 23. Yeah, you'll see why I don't consider myself an artist, but it's just a real raw sketch of how I viewed that Psalm 23 being personal to me. There's also memorializing your child. Creating a memorial that honors your child's memory can be a meaningful way to express love and grief. And I created a whole blog post with lots of different ideas, so I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. This might include planting a garden, setting up a memorial space in your home, or participating in events that commemorate your child. Then there's physical activity. Now, physical exercise, like walking, martial arts, or running, can help manage stress and anxiety. I mean, we pretty much all know that. But it also releases endorphins, which can improve your mood. And I'll personally, after about a year after my baby passed away, I read a book that inspired me to sign up for my first marathon. <laughs> well, I hadn't even run past six miles yet, but I wanted to see if my body could go through something hard and come out okay. Not always a wise idea, but it turned out okay for me, I guess. But it's because I went through childbirth and child loss and I did not feel okay. There was so much healing that God brought while training for my first marathon. Let me tell you, exercise is a gift from God, and it can really be a healthy way to express emotions after child loss. There's also joining a support group. Now, being a part of a group of people who have experienced similar losses can be incredibly validating and comforting. Sharing your experience and hearing other stories can help you feel less alone in your grief. Now, in-person groups are a great idea if they're available, but we also have a free Facebook group for just this purpose, so I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes as well. Then there's allowing yourself to just feel. Sometimes, the healthiest way to express emotion is simply to allow yourself to feel whatever comes whether it's sadness, anger, guilt, or even moments of joy or relief, without judgment. If you're afraid, though, that it might go too far and you might go into despair, be sure to have a backup plan before going in there or some type of support ready to just make sure that you're okay. Then they're seeking professional help. Consulting with a therapist or biblical counselor, especially one who specializes in grief and bereavement, can provide a safe space to express and work through complex emotions. Now, this next one is for everyone. Lean into God. Our pain will push us somewhere. 
Our pain needs to push us to God. So read the Bible, pray scripture, and share what he's doing in you with others. Then there's participating in community activities. Engaging in community service or activities can help channel your emotions into meaningful action, possibly helping others while processing your own grief. There's also music and art therapy, and these therapies can provide structured and guided ways to express emotions through creative mediums. Also, often they're led by those professionally trained in grief counseling. Then just crying and showing emotion. I heard on a podcast recently, someone said that, I think it was Jess Connolly's podcast. She said that, does anyone apologize so much than a woman does for crying? And I thought about that because I do that all the time. So don't apologize for feeling something deeply. Don't apologize for crying. It's okay. Allow yourself to cry and physically express your grief. It's natural, it's necessary, and it's direct and honest expression of your profound loss. So where do we go from here? You might be like, I get it. Emotions are important. Expressing them is important, but how do I do that? Okay, so I want to give you a little bit of emotional homework. First, let's look at the what. Then we'll see the when, and then we'll see the how. First, we'll look at the what. We're going to go back through, and I'll quickly read off the healthy ways to express emotions. And I want you to pick one way you can implement this week. Okay. Talk about your feelings, write or journal, creatively express it, create a memorial that honors your child's memory, physical activity, join a support group like our Facebook group or something in person. Allow yourself to just feel, seek professional help, Lean into God. Participate in community activities, music and art therapy, crying and showing emotion. Okay, so pick one thing you can implement this week, okay? Then let's look at when. Talk to your spouse, your family, whoever you need to, and say something like, hey, I really need to process through my grief more. I need an hour or however long to do this. Can you help me make this happen? Or can you help me find a time to make this happen? If you have other kids, can you help me watch the kids so I can do this? Because it's very important. Consider even making this a regular thing. Maybe daily you set aside time to journal. Maybe weekly you set aside time for a long run. Recruiting support from your family or friends can help make them feel like giving space and grace to grieve is actually them being helpful to you. Okay, so we looked at what, we looked at when, now how. Now it's time to do it. So put it on your phone calendar with an alarm. Don't forget it. Like write it down, make it happen, get accountability. Don't get too busy. Don't devalue it unless you want to stay stuck or bottle it up for a future explosion, which I hope is not the case. And when you've done your homework, report back here, go ahead and comment, leave a review or comment on the blog post or email me or put it on our Facebook page and let us know how it went or don't because that's totally fine too. Okay. So just in summary of everything, I hope that this podcast on the importance of expressing emotions following the loss of a child was really helpful. 
It's essential to recognize that each of our emotional journeys is deeply individual and profoundly significant. Our emotions are honest reflections of our inner world. Sometimes they're broken though. They capture the immense love we hold and the magnitude of our loss. By giving voice to these emotions, whether it be through crying, speaking, creating, or even in moments of quiet reflection, we honor our journey and acknowledge the depth of our loss. This process is often solitary, but know this. It's important to remember you're not walking on this path alone. There is strength in our shared stories. There is strength in knowing that Jesus, who calls himself the man of sorrows, who weeps with us, he wants to comfort us. And we can find love and grace and hope and healing in him, in his presence. And dare I say, we find joy again over time as we spend more time with Jesus. So my prayer is that you would find peace and solace in expressing your emotions, knowing that each expression is a step toward healing. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. I can't express enough how grateful I am that you're a part of this journey with us. Whether you are a mom who's lost a child, or you know someone who has, make sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter. As a thank you, we put together some really heartfelt Bible-based prayers just for parents like us who've gone through loss. They've been an encouragement to me personally, and I hope they can be for you too. You'll find all the details in our episode description. And if today's episode spoke to your heart, I'd be so thankful if you could leave a review. It's not just about helping our podcast grow. It's about reaching other parents also who might need to hear that they're not alone in this. Make sure to hit follow on New Mercy Moms on your favorite podcast app. Each week, we talk about how we can practically lean into Jesus as we find hope and healing on our grief journey after child loss. Don't forget to join our little family on Facebook too. We're sharing, supporting, and just holding space for each other every day. Your voice, your story, it matters so much in this space. And as we wrap up today, just remember, even on the toughest days, you are not alone and Jesus wants to meet you in your need. Sending you all my love and prayers for comfort and strength until we meet again. This is Kathy Klum signing off for New Mercy Moms. And remember, your pain will push you somewhere. Your pain needs to push you to God. See you next time.